This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Greetings and salutations, everyone. My name is Andy Neal, and you're listening to The Adventurers Out There podcast. You all thought I wouldn't come back for a second week, but I did. I am here. The Adventure is out there podcast is here to stay. Welcome, fellow adventurers, to the Adventures Out There podcast, a podcast that asks people, was the adventure worth it? And talks from people from all different backgrounds and, and just outdoorsy influencers, fashion. I have a really cool job. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to the Adventures Out There podcast brought to you by Gregory Packs. If you would like to get yourself not only a Gregory Pack, but as I put on my social medias this last week, a suitcase, a duffel, to, to help accommodate you and your adventuring around the world and in your own hometown, go to gregorypacks.com. Use promo code Andy15 for 15% off your purchase, and it helps me out. Seriously, like, it helps me out. So please do that don't just go to Gregory Packs and buy a pack you know go to Gregory Packs use the Andy 15 and get 15% off and then it helps me out and I can pay my mortgage that's great anyways um, also if you want a direct way to help me out you can um, go to the link of this episode and you can buy me a coffee um, buy me a coffee is just a great way where you know you want to support what I do like a one-time gift you can buy me a coffee as uh, little as like five bucks and as much as you want, but it's just a great way to help me out, help supplement what I do, um, because um, this takes time and, and money with everything else that I'm doing, and um, I, mean, I got new sponsors coming in here soon. I'm excited because um, they're seeing the potential of this podcast, and I have you all to thank for that. So anyways, I just wanted to put that out there. Um, so many new and amazing episodes coming up this week. I have my friend, Andrea Kelly, on the show, who we recorded this episode back in June. <laughs> and then, as I've said before, <clears throat> had some family stuff go down and wasn't able to get this episode out. You know, we're getting it out. Andrea Kelly is the reason I have a career right now. Um, at the time, when I first met Andrea Kelly, she was the plus-size um, senior merchandiser for Columbia Sportswear. She got me in touch with the right people. I started doing modeling for Columbia Sportswear. And from there on, um, I began to work with them and other outdoor companies. And then uh, I went viral. And now I, this is, I, I get to do social media and online stuff you know, as my career, which is absolutely amazing. Andrea Kelly is now the founder of Make Plus Equal, where she is talking with people in the fashion 
industry to make sure everyone has clothing. Everyone has what they need to not only look good and feel good, but be safe in the outdoors. And she's doing amazing work. Go to makeplusequal.com to see everything that she is doing. And uh, without further ado, conversation I had with my friend, Andrea Kelly. So many of you have heard my story of getting into plus size modeling, and there are two women who are uh, responsible for breaking me into the industry. One, as you know, is Jenny Brusso, and the next is our next guest, Andrea Kelly. Andrea, how are you doing today? I am great. It is always a great day when I get to chat with you, Andy. You too as well. So thank you for coming on the podcast. You've been on the Hiker Podcast. This is now Adventures Out There Podcast. And... Why don't you just go ahead and introduce yourself, who you are, what you do. I know there's a lot there. I know there's been a lot of changes, big changes. <laughs> so let's go ahead and introduce sure. yourself. Yeah. Um, so I guess I can do just a quick introduction now of my current position, and then maybe you and I can talk about what preceded that. Um, but I am the CEO, founder, and advisor for a brand new consulting agency called Make Plus Equal. Um, it was a consultancy and advisory firm built out of the need to change the norm in the apparel industry, specifically in the outdoor industry, uh, to be more inclusive for people of all size. Because if mother nature doesn't care how big we were, brands shouldn't either. Um, that stemmed from the work that I've done. Um, the last portion of my 20 plus years in the apparel industry, I spent the last 12 years at Columbia Sportswear in a couple different departments, but most recently in their merchandising and product line management division. Um, and of those 12 years at Columbia, the last eight were focused on um, managing our extended size business, plus size big and tall that had been um, available through our company. Uh, but it hadn't been truly focused on as a growth opportunity or a need. Um, so that was something that I put forth and, and um, I wouldn't say pioneer because it was already there, but I definitely led the way for more growth when it came to diversity, equity, uh, equity and inclusion from a, um, from a size point of view with the brand. Um, so I did that the last eight of my 12 years with Columbia Sportswear. So you haven't always been an apparel person no Th things have changed for you so you start from the beginning what got you what what's this path that led you to being what, what, outside business magazines says one of the most influential people in the outdoor industry uh, yeah, I, I will tell you the, the beginning of the story. I didn't even know that that was a magazine. So that's how far it's come. <laughs> um, so I, like you, grew up in Southern California. My weekends were spent at the beach, um, uh -huh. Alita Beach, for those of you who are in the Santa Barbara County area. That's where I grew up. Um, I moved to Portland. I'll be honest, it was a long time ago. I moved up to Portland for a man. A man is long since gone. I'm still here, but it got me up to the Northwest. Um and I went to school here in Portland. I came out with a Bachelor of Psychology, which led me to making jackets. So there's there's a few holes <laughs> that we have to fill in there. Um, so I came out of school and with a psychology degree, no plans to go into social work or go down that path. Um, in fact, I remember having a conversation with my college counselor about what I wanted to do when I grew up. And I told her I wanted to do psychology and work with children. 
And back then, our, our terminology was not as um, gracious as it is now, but she asked me if I wanted to work with normal children or abnormal children. And I said, normal children. And she said, yeah, there's no jobs for you. So um, I realized that, and obviously what I have believed in and what I have learned has changed, but that that was clear to me that that was not necessarily going to be my path at that time. So I started working for a software company. It was local to Portland. I started in customer service um, and I was there for a few years and um, it's so far back. I started this so far back and I won't tell you how old I am, but you can probably do the math. Um, it was when Windows and Microsoft Office and all of those things were new. So my company as a new employee sent me to a place where I could go to get training on WordPerfect and how to do a spreadsheet and so on. Um, and I sat in the class and I thought this is super fun. Like I, I could do this. Like I'm a, I'm a fairly nerdy engineering person, but I have social skills and I'm extroverted. So I learned all the things I needed to do. And then I started thinking more about training. So I took a new job um, with a, grocery supplier here in Portland, they were having a big rollout and they needed trainers to come on staff and teach everybody how to use their new systems. So I took that position, the training went great. I learned everything I needed to and then shared it with their staff. And then when the training was done, they're like, well, now we don't know what to do with you because everybody's trained. So why don't you test code for us? And I was like, that doesn't sound sexy at all. That's not my jam, but okay. And the, you know, the software developers I worked with were great, but it really wasn't what I wanted to do. So I found another job in the timber industry. Same thing. They had a huge rollout. I learned all the tools that we needed. I rolled them out across the country. And then same thing. Well, you know, why don't you test code with programmers? And I wrote my test scripts and I did all of that stuff. And I thought, you know, enough of this. I'm tired of like waiting for the next training gig. Why don't I go for work for a company that actually trains all the time? So I went back to the very same company that taught me how to use WordPerfect and Word. And I became a trainer on their team. So I taught in classrooms five days a week. People would send their employees to us. Sometimes it was a mixture of different people from different places. Sometimes it was an entire department that showed up in my classroom and that I taught them. At one point I taught a senior citizens class on how to use the internet and it was awesome. Um, but it was a way again to use my, my nerdy brain but still interact and engage with people and then just you know share information and, and give people different perspectives and, and different ways to look at the world. Um, that position eventually turned into an opportunity to do training on site for this little company up here in Portland called Nike. Funny thing. I, I've heard of them. Apparently there was a Matt Damon movie about them or something. Like, yeah, yeah. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Yeah. It's, it's, it's catching on. It's really catching on. Um, so, I mean, anybody who's lived in the Portland metro area, or at least who grew up here, like, who doesn't want to work for Nike? Like, no, oh, that's like, so yes, I would love to come in and, and work with your teams. And the role that I served was to train the folks in the product development and product merchandising teams how to use Nike's internal tools. So I learned what they were. I created documentation. I met with product developers to teach them how to use their systems to enter bills of materials and with the merchandising team on how to set up a line plan in the system. So I knew sort of all the ins and outs of it, but at the same time, was fairly new to the Pacific Northwest and I had learned to hike and bike and raft and mountain climb. And I was doing all of these outdoor things and I thought, how great would it be to get some input? I mean, I was the gearhead at my house when we were getting ready for a climb, I was on REI's website. I was doing all the research. Like again, the nerdy piece of me just like dug in. So 
at that time in the early 90s, it was later than that, I take that back, early 2000s, um, I connected with the, the development manager for ACG, which at that time was very much an outdoor product brand within the Nike umbrella, um, trail, rain, and all of those things. And um, I had talked to her about an opening for a product developer that she had on her team. And she said, I'll hire you in a second. And I said, I don't have design experience. I didn't go to FIT. And she said, you know how our tools work. You know all our systems. You know how the business functions and what we do impacts other teams. I can teach you how to make a jacket. You know all the hard stuff. So I said, great. And I joined their team and I started working on fleece and graphic tees. And my role was to take the two-dimensional sketches from our designers and then work with factories overseas to turn them into 3D prototypes, bring them in, review them. So that that was the role of product developer. But I had gone then from a psychology degree to software to actually being a functional team member on product in the outdoor industry. So some, some pretty significant shifts there. Um, from that, um, even in leaving leaving the product ops group, which is all system stuff, moving into product was a pretty significant jump. Um, I worked for uh, Nike for six years. Um, I was married at the time and my husband had an opportunity to take a job in Southern California. And he said, you wanna move back to Cali? And he was sure I was gonna say no. And I said, well, it, it depends where. And he said, San Diego. I'm like, America's most lovable <laughs> city. How am I gonna say no to that? And I, I had lived there for a while um, in my high school years as well. And I said, if we're going to San Diego, we're living by the beach. And I mean, like, by the beach. So we ended up in a tiny little beach town in North County, like four blocks from the beach. And it was amazing. Um, while I was there, um, I joined DC Shoes as a product developer. Um, they have a, um, they're, they're owned by Quicksilver. And I think it's all managed out of Quicksilver's offices now in Huntington Beach. But uh, I worked on the apparel side of the business in outerwear. So we were doing any winter products. So we had a, they still do, I think, have a competitive snowboard team. So we did all the product for the, the riders. We sold all the product online. I did technical outerwear, but we also did hoodies and beanies. And at the time I was also not only doing product development, but I was doing fabric development and trim development because when you're at a small company, you get to do everything, but you also have to do everything. <laughs> Um, but it was a great opportunity because I learned a lot more about um, product development than than the experience that I had from Nike. Uh, so I was with them for about four years. Um, some shifts happened between Quicksilver and DC, and I decided I didn't want to drive an hour and a half to work each way. Um, so I chose not to follow the brand up to Huntington Beach. We moved back to Portland, and I actually flew up earlier than our move to have some conversations with Merrill. I've been talking to them for a little bit. You're familiar with the Merrill brand. You've met. I there. I am an ambassador for Merrill. Yes, yes I know. Um, so I had an interview with them. And while I was here, I thought I should, you know, I'm in town. I should probably talk to somebody else. And I reached out to uh, my old boss at Nike. And at the time, the only openings they had was for NFL, which was not my jam. I thought, you know, if I'm going to be working late hours, it's got to be something I really care about. So she connected me with somebody at Columbia uh, who was running the development department there. And like, I hadn't checked the website. I hadn't seen if there were postings. It was just more of a, hey, I'm going to be up. I'd love to chat and see what's coming up for your team on the horizon. And she wrote back and said, where have you been for the last six months? We've been trying to hire a senior developer. 
So I met with Merrill in the morning. I met with Columbia in the afternoon. I had a job offer from Columbia the next day. Very so nice. that was sort of meant to be. So I got pretty situated here. I did product development with Columbia for about three more years, again, working on their winter product line, out all the outdoor stuff. And after about three years, I decided, you know, I've been doing this development stuff for about 15 years. I've learned a lot of things. I have a lot of input. I know a lot of people who have a lot of input. I'd like to get toward a, sort of to the, to the front of the story of what product goes to market. And there was an opening on the men's, um, men's merchandising team for men's outerwear. And I've been building it all along. So I was already really integrated with the team. And I thought about applying for the position. Um, and in advance of that, I reached out to an old colleague of mine from Nike. He was actually my boss's boss when I was doing all the software training for him. And he, um, his name's Peter Walmark. If anybody's in the Portland area, I'm sure you know of him. He had been at Nike forever. He was he was the, the wise man on the mountaintop. He knew everything. So if you wanted help with career planning or you weren't understanding why a process worked the way it did at Nike or you wanted some recommendations about team building, like he was the guy that you would go to. So I reached out to Peter. I said, hey, I've been at Columbia. He had actually been contracting. So we'd seen each other a little bit. And I said, I'm thinking about moving from development to merchandising and I'd love your input. And he was really reluctant about it. He was like, I, mm, I don't know about that. And I said, why? And he said, well, people don't change gears in apparel. Like they're pretty, pretty individual tracks. If you're in development, you're in development. If you're a merch, you're in merch. You've gone to school for that, blah, blah, blah. People don't change lanes. And I said, well, I have. I did. I did it when I was working for you. Do you remember that I went from training to product? And he was like, well, how about that? And it totally changed the conversation. I said, Peter, if I don't know there's a wall, there's no wall. And he's like, okay, so let's talk about transferable skills. So we changed tact and figured it out. And I, I made the move into merchandising. And what's funny is following that conversation, I started getting referrals from him to me of people who were trying to figure out how to make changes in their career. And he's like, have I got a woman for you? This girl has done what I didn't think could be done. So, I mean, again, to change from psych to tech, to development, to merchandising, you know, it was pretty risky for me to make some of those changes. And, um, you know, I, I guess I've always had this, my, my motto or my mantra is why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I give it a shot? What, what's the worst that can happen? You know, what's the, the hockey quote, um, Gretzky, you, you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Why wouldn't I, I mean, if it's not going to hurt anybody else, I'm going to give it a go. Um, and that has sort of framed up my career path of just like, it's ironic because the the Columbia motto from Gert Boyle is trying things, right? They've been trying things since 1938. That was one of the old mantras. I, I, you know, I'm going to give it a go. If there's something I'm excited about, why wouldn't I try it? So um, I moved into merchandising 2015, working on men's product. And at the same time, some news came out, which I know you're familiar with. Um, NPD Group published that I've heard it two ways. I've heard either 67 or 69% of women are plus sized in North America. And myself as a plus size person who was finally working at a company that actually made plus sizes, Columbia was the first place I could actually wear the product I built. I've been doing it for years too. Yes. Well, and I thought about that. I was like, well, first of all, it's not just me. There's like a hundred million other people who are having to buy 
the men's outerwear pant because it's more technical than the women's outerwear pant. And I was like, those darn apparel companies that are over. And I'm like, oh, wait, I, I'm, I'm one of them. I'm, I am those darn apparel companies. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, I should probably do something about this. So, um, so I pitched a proposal to our uh, executive staff and said, I know we're already doing plus sizes. However, there's opportunity. I know we've been doing it longer than anybody else. We're not doing enough. There are more people. So again, like looking back to Andrea graduating with a psychology degree, I didn't think I'd be pitching to vice presidents about a new opportunity that I wanted to take on and push. And they were all for it. And they said, we think that's a great idea. We agree with you. Go do that on top of your current job <laughs> with no budget and headcount. And I was like, yeah, okay, I did. So I spent most of the time trying to grow the business, making sure that we had more product to offer so people had more choices so they can find what they wanted that fit their body types, that fit their fancy from a style point of view, that fit their budget. Um, but there wasn't really much time for anything else in that realm because I was still running the men's product line. Um, and, you know, that position sort of ebbed and flowed a little bit with priorities. So there were some seasons where I was told to back off a little bit. There were some seasons where they let me run free. There were some seasons where they said, you know what? We want you focused on just this now. You're in men's. Why don't you focus on men's product and men's big and tall? Let the women's team focus on women's and women's plus. And I remember walking in to talk to my manager and he and I had a, he and I had a great relationship. Like I could walk in and shut the door and say, listen, I'm really pissed off about this. This is what I take away from it. Can you tell me something different to give me another perspective? And he would, he was great. So I went in there one day and I shut the door and I said, I'm not happy doing what I'm doing. I can make men's $80 jackets in my sleep. I am not challenged. I am interested in plus size. That's what I want to do. And if that means that I have to move to the women's team to work on women's sizes, I want to move to the women's team. And I said, all right, let me think about it. And I walked out of the office and I was like, what, what did I just do? Did I just tell my boss I don't like my job? Like, who who does that? Um, apparently me. Um, and it, But what had happened was because I was making headway with plus sizes and big and tall sizes because I spoke up, I was making changes in the biz, business, I realized, well, so this voice sort of works. What if I used it for me? And I actually stood up and said, this is what's important to me. This is what I want to do. And lo and behold, he made some assignment changes and moved me to the women's team. So I could work on that women's plus. So again, you know, another risk and a twist and a turn that I hadn't seen coming. Um, and then finally, so um, that was leading. I worked on that. And then eventually they gave me everything again. I was working on the women's line, but also big and tall and plus for outerwear and sportswear. I feel like I'm rambling, but this is a real long story. Um and, but I had always put on my review, there was always a section at the bottom of the review of, you know, if there was anything else that you could do for this brand, like what's your passion, what's your fancy, what would you do? And I had always documented, I would love for there to be a specific division for big, tall and plus sizes, and I want to run it. And it sat there and it rolled over year after year after year. Um, and then the pandemic came and then George Floyd happened. And then the world started paying a little more attention to diversity and listening to each other and empathy. And my management said, you know what, this is actually a big deal. Columbia has always been a family brand. We've been an inclusive brand. We need to get better at it. They took me off of all the other things and said, Andrea, here's your division. Here's your title. You now run plus sizes and nothing else. Go make it grow. So they gave me my dream job in 2020. 
And because they had taken me off of product and I got to focus solely on our extended sizes business, it gave me the opportunity to not only build new product and make sure we had choice, but also to talk to marketing, to work with our social media team, to meet people like you, to start talking to our customers and letting them know we've been here a long time doing this. We're doing more of it now. We want to listen to you. We want to make sure we're doing it right. We want to engage with you and actually tell them that we had product that they were looking for because it's one thing to build it, but if you don't tell them you built it, it doesn't really work, right? How many times have you walked past a store because they don't carry your stuff? Oh yeah, it's like not even all, a question. All the time. So so why would you start walking in if nobody told you otherwise, right? Yep. So that became the second part of my role was engaging with other parts of the business to dial up the volume of, we do this, we're pretty good at it, we want to let you know that we're here for you. Come talk to us and tell us more what you need. Um, so I had done that for the last, what are we in, 2023? Three years, almost to the day. Um, and um, I, I, you know, in the back of my head, and even during the pandemic, I, I had this thought about bigger, doing bigger and doing more. Because when I pitched to the executive staff, my goal wasn't to grow the Columbia business. My goal was to change the industry. The industry is made up of more than one brand. So I resigned from Columbia at the beginning of last month, and I have since launched Make Plus Equal, which we talked about a little bit, um, to offer my services to either small startup brands, brands that are already working on plus size and want to make sure that they're still on the right track, brands that are nervous because they don't know how to connect with a consumer group that they're not used to. We, we weren't the norm. We're, we're the norm now. We're 69%. Um, so... My business is set in place to help any brands tied to the outdoors to one, build more product that is conducive to people of all body sizes and shapes to find what they need, what they want, um, to give them the freedom to choose instead of settling for what's been available, um, to help them not only from the, from the product side of it, whether it's helping with fit sessions or finding models for them, um, but also working with marketing and educating the sales team and, and helping all aspects of the business to the, the buying team who needs to figure out what size curves to buy. Um, so taking these years and years and years of skills and learnings that I've developed over such a long time and sharing that knowledge so more brands can be more inclusive. Um, and again, it comes down to choice. There are brands that are size inclusive now, but I don't wear their stuff because it doesn't fit my body type. I'm great. I'm really happy. There's more than one brand. There should be a million brands. So that's that's the intention behind Make Plus Equal um, is just to take what I've accomplished and just make it even bigger so more people have the opportunity to get outside and do the things they love to do. So in that story, you, there's been a lot of of changes, <laughs> a lot of a lot yes. of risk taking going from yes. having a psychology degree to working in software to working, you know, going to merchandising and then you know running a whole you know plus size department that ended up being a it was a catalyst for a movement within the outdoor industry. Columbia had been doing it, but when you started stepping in and started talking to people like me and Jenny Brusso, mm -hmm. you saw those ripple effects yeah. go out to people like you know Eddie Bauer, Gregory Mountain products. You know, sure. people, are, people are making trucking poles like, oh, our trucking poles, they need to be sturdier, better yes. all throughout the industry. And then camping you're seeing chairs, the, all those things. Camping, yes. Yes. Camp, camping chairs. And then you start to see the ripples through now Nike. You, you worked before the ripples are going through there and then Nike's getting involved. So you have other 
industries and other fat you know fashion industries like oh wow plus size people are wanting you know this and that you know they're wanting you know clothes for evening wear they're wanting clothes to go out at night they're wanting you know so it's had this ripple effect and so much so that you've been recognized by the industry as, as one of the most influential people in the outdoors um but you have i mean work columbia is you know one of the largest outdoor apparel companies in the world yes. there there is relative safety there yeah you have to work within the confounds of a corporate structure absolutely sure but then you go on your own and i know how scary <laughs> that is to decide okay i'm gonna do this what on earth would possess what the hell was i thinking is that what you're gonna ask me yes leaving the leaving the relative security there there you know there's 401ks there's there's health insurance there's there's a a consistent you know paycheck coming in you're not helping man and you leave (laughs) it behind to start your own thing and you're taking a risk you know doing what you love what would possess you to do that Remember when I said, why wouldn't I? I thought you might say that. Why wouldn't I? I'm passionate about what I do. Nothing lights me up more than talking to people at a dinner table, on a stage in front of 200 people at a keynote. It, it, I get the chills every time I talk about what I do because it doesn't affect just me. And I think what really, I'm a plus size person. So obviously I benefit from this. I will tell you, man, my my wallet, and my checking account took a big hit when I started making more product at Columbia because I was buying more stuff. So obviously it's fun for me, but there's so many people that have been overlooked for so long. And like I said, I can make $80 jackets all day. My mom would call me year after year. What you doing today? Making jackets, mom. I got to a point where I wasn't just making jackets. It was making a difference. And that mattered to me. I'm like, I'm at a certain point in my life where I want more than just a paycheck. I want to make an impact. You know, my son just graduated from high school. He's off to college. So there's a little more stability there. Never mind college tuition. We'll talk about that separately. But it's 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 the right time, I think. And, you know, I remember because I started thinking about this before the pandemic. And I'm like, I'm going to miss the wave. I'm going to miss the wave. All these brands are going to get started. Oh, no. This is a tsunami. It's not going to stop for a while. So and it's just getting started. I know. And it's crazy because it's just getting started, but I was talking about it in 2015. So it's a tsunami. So to me, I'm like, Hey, kids out of the house, less responsibilities. Um, it's time. It's time. I have the skills. I have the passion. It matters to me and I'm going to risk it. And I, I know that I am, I am noted in the industry. And if this does not pan out the way I want it to pan out, I'm pretty sure I can find a job somewhere. I would hope. You never know. But and and it's interesting too because I'm also at this point in my life, given my age, given my experience, that my confidence is so different than it was when I was in the, my 20s. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and I remember talking to my father about this, and he and I are close, and he's he's pretty financially responsible. And he's like, okay, so if this doesn't pan out, what's your plan B? I'm like, there's not a plan B. This is plan A. And if I hit road bumps, I bob and weave and stay on the course with plan A. Like, I know that I am talented enough and skilled enough and educated enough that I can figure my way out. It's going to work. I've got great resources. I have great support systems. Um, 
And I love what I do. Like, how can you fail when you're doing what you love? I think the impact of what you did, not only in the industry, letting people know, you know, plus size people need clothing. Columbia's here. And then all the other brands are like, oh crap, we need to do something. You were actually changing the way shirts were designed and, and clothing was designed at Columbia for plus size people. A prime example of this is I, you know, I love the men's Thistletown Hill short sleeve shirt. Yeah. I have one from 2019, mm-hmm. exact same size. I have one that I recently just bought with a friend's discount this last week. This last not few mine because I'm not there anymore. <laughs> a few weeks ago. Yeah. Anyway, um, and exact same shirt, exact same size. One fits my body remarkably differently than the other, and this is true. I'm just like, there's a change here between the way the clothes were designed, the way that designers were looking at them throughout this process. I'm not sure what happened. I'm like, these are the exact same shirt, exact same color, and they're different. And the conversations we had with your whole team about how things should fit and how what I do, it it changed the very mindset of everyone at that company. Yeah. Which yeah. was so key, and it changed the hearts and minds of people within the fashion industry. That that plus plus size is not just something that DXL does or Torrid does. Right. Or it's something we all need to be doing within right. the fashion apparel industry, um, which has, has been is so remarkable. And we're seeing that within popular culture now. Um, yeah. You know, last week uh, I talked with Jeff Jenkins, who has a show. Uh, coming on Disney Plus Nat Geo called Never Say Never. He's a friend of mine, and he he's going out doing these adventuring. Guess what he's wearing? Not because they're a sponsor of the show, but because he's a guy who's my size doing rafting, climbing, hiking, all these things yeah. that a plus-size black man isn't supposed to do according to you know the fashion industry. He's wearing Columbia. You were wearing you were wearing Columbia before I met you. I yeah ex- yes I you were Col- you were our poster child before we invited you to be our poster child. <laughs> it's funny because the first the first uh, shoot I went to it was near the gorge. I came in all Columbia head to toe head to toe already, and one of the assistants to the um, to the um, um, wardrobe person is like, "Oh, he's already dressed." I'm like, "No, I know. I just got here." <laughs> oh. Because I was wearing a pair of shorts that they were already having me in, just different color. A Thistletown Hill shirt, which they're going to put me in, just a different color. Yeah. A hat, just a different color. And different a different color of the Newton Ridge 2 shoes. They had gray ones for me. I had brown ones on. I'm like, okay, can I just wear this? Like, no, you need to wear these ones. Costume change. <laughs> so. Well, and, and I'm glad you mentioned just the, the input. I mean, that's one thing that was really different, too. When I was trying to manage our inclusive size business on top of my other role, I didn't have a lot of bandwidth. It was literally like, hey, design and merch. There's more stuff that we, we're making these. These would be great for our plus size consumers also. But there wasn't the chance to validate. Like, are we even making the right stuff? For, you know, the longest time, I you know, I talk about settling and the longest time it was always a matter of, well, what do they say I can have? Here's what you can have. Instead of, what do you want? Like, if we're not making the right stuff for you, then what's the point? So the fact that we started bringing 
you in and Jenny in and Megan Banker in to meet with the merchandising team and the design team to have conversations about what are your needs in the outdoors? Oh, most of the time they're the same as everybody else. How about that? Well, that's an easy solve. We already do it. Oh, but these are sticking points for you. We can fix that, right? Without your input, we never would have known. So that's why you see brands like Outdoor Research working with Megan Banker and Bennett Ron. They're talking to the people who are on the mountain and on the cliff yep. and in the in the raft of tell us really. So because what's the point? I, I had a there was somebody uh, Carmela Montenegro just posted the other day about engagement. And I'm like, if you're making stuff for people and you're not talking to those people, then who are you actually servicing? What What's the point? Right. So that engagement is key. I mean, it's it was key anyway. We had athletes come in all the time. I can't tell you how many Olympic athletes we had in when we were working on Olympic product for Columbia. So why wouldn't you bring in different segmentation? And I think throughout the course of you and I working together, that became a portion of the social media package where if we signed an influencer, it included an hour with the product team. That just became a given because if we're already working with you, you've already got the product on, come talk to us about it and tell us what you think about it. Um, I mean, that's that's the thing is it's that's another way that brands are starting to see plus size people engaging and learning and understanding. And that and a lot of that is what I bring to the table with my services now. I like to think that most of what I do as this consultant in his education, I am opening windows that some people have never looked out. If you haven't lived in our shoes, you don't know what our life experience is. Let me show you, not to shame you, but let me give you some visibility of where else we can help. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You 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 are an industry shaker. You have changed the industry not only within the outdoors and plus size, um, but this has ripple effect. It's a part of a larger movement of. There's a lot of different names for it. People call it body neutrality, body positivity. Yeah. You know, I basically I, I tell a lot of people that you know Lizzo's pushing it. If I I wouldn't have a career if it wasn't for Lizzo because <laughs> she's really kind of put it front and center. She's but there's a queen. This, this is this body acceptance you know there's a thousand names for it but it's just sure. basically saying that people's bodies are people's bodies and we don't need to judge them for it and they can do whatever they want all bodies are good bodies all bodies are good bodies how do you feel about that larger movement right now and what how your work plays into that um you know we're seeing you know travelers you're talking about air you know you know airplane and, tra and travel accommodations we're talking you know all different kinds of things from every, yeah. every aspect 
Um, you know, I get I get calls from different companies, you know, talking about lawn chairs now. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. You, want, yes. you want my input on lawn chairs? And, you know, I mean, there's there's issues of how are, how are club bouncers, you know, being, you know, Ugh, you know that whole story. essentially, you know, they're, they're keeping out, you know, people who they see as, you know, too fat from coming into the club, you, yeah. Know, yeah. Going, you know, not tonight for you, you know, and it's changing everything. How yeah. do you feel about that movement? Does it have staying power? And what is your part within that greater movement? Um, so let me do the, the, okay. How I feel about the staying power of it. Um, it's not going away. So a lot of really, really crappy stuff has happened to a lot of people in the last three, four, five years. COVID was a shit show. 2020 was awful. Racism, environment, you name it. And I know that we all started paying far more attention and learning far more, um, you know, being an ally to the LGBTQ community, being an ally to BIPOC, being out. And I, I wanted to do everything to help everybody. But I knew if I did that, and I spread myself so thin, I wasn't going to be effective at anything. I also knew that there were better people for some of those jobs. I was not going to stand shoulder to shoulder in a BIPOC march. I have not lived their experience. So when it comes to airlines, when it comes to travel, when it comes to seating, all of those things, they are all very important and very much tied to what I do. But I know where my strong suit is. I'm stay. It's not to say forever, but right now, apparel is my heart and soul. That's where my experience lies. That's where I can make the most impact. That's where I can help people bring more change. I, I could probably figure out what it takes to engineer a chair. Again, not my forte. Um, I don't see any of that going away, though, because the other thing that came out of 2020 and all the chaos, like literally and figuratively chaos, is people finally got pissed off and started fighting for what they really believe in. And yep. part of the reason that this plus size movement has been happening so fast is there are a lot of pissed off fat people. We're just sick of it. Yes. We're tired of being left out. We're tired of being ignored. We are try tired of being insulted and judged. We just want to be. You've seen me post a zillion times, I'm sure. Eyes on your own paper is a hashtag I use all the time. Whatever I do outside or whatever you do outside is nobody else's business until you make it someone else's business. So what do I think about the momentum? I don't think anybody's going to get any less pissed. We're making, we're having progress with it. So why would we stop? So I don't think that momentum is going to shift. I think you're going to see more engagement in, um, in um, government about uh, regulations that are being changed. You're going to see more involvement with the travel industry with regulations that are being changed. I will certainly join in the march. That's not the flag that I can carry right now because my skill set is over here. Um, but I am here for it, and I am happy to just keep the foot on the gas in any way that I can help. What's one way that or something that this movement, plus-size movement, fat, you know, I use the word fat. I like yeah. taking I like I like taking the negative connotation mm -hmm. away from that word. I still get a lot of pushback from it, but I'm going to keep sure. pushing that. Sure. Um, what is one thing that still needs to happen? Oh my God, there's so many have... things, Andy. How long can you stay on this call? <laughs> I got till four. <laughs> okay, we have so brands are finally coming along. They're trying to figure out the measurements. They're trying to figure out the way to do it. 
Um, Columbia men's product goes up to a 6X in men's. It goes up to a 3X in women's. And I know you and I had talked about the opportunity of going bigger. Uh, we did yep. a lot of work on that. Since I left, I'm not sure what the trajectory of that is. But Because people, email, people email me, women email me thinking I can, like, you need to do this. I'm like, I'm yeah. just an ambassador. They, they, they did that with Jenny, too. And Jenny's like, listen, I don't take orders. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not. I'm I will not pass the message not. along. Yes. That's yeah. all I can do. So bigger sizing needs to happen. 3X isn't enough. Because the challenge with 3X, well, first of all, the 4, 5, and 6X folks are still getting left out. But when you or read buying the reviews, or, or buying men's, which if that's where they want to be, that's fine. But I would love a world where a plus-size woman never gets directed to the men's department unless she asks to be. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, you know, you get to shop where your preference is. So um, sizes need to change. Um there's a big movement in accessibility for folks with disabilities. And I, that's another flag I would like to wave, but that is not my forte. But adaptability is really, really important. Um, my mom was up here for the for graduation and she's in wheelchair and they live down in California and there's one beach she can go to because they've rolled out concrete out to the sand or plastic or whatever it is. So she can actually get out to the beach in a wheelchair. Everybody should be able to get outdoors. So accessibility in equipment is important. Accessibility in product is important. Um, uh, you know, we talked about travel, like squeezing my butt into an econ seat. Why? We all pay the same price. Why shouldn't I be comfortable as well? And I know there are tons and tons of advocates who are who are beating the drum on travel. And I'm grateful for that. And I am definitely in that conversation. But again, my forte is here. But those, those are some of the areas that I, I we need to see change. And, and a lot of it, honestly, comes down to generation, politics. Yeah. There's a lot of behaviors that hopefully over time will become unlearned and relearned. It's funny how this work is changing minds. Recently, I talked about this with, with Jeff on the last episode. I went kayaking for the first time. I I was I was there with a bunch of other Oregonian influencers near Crater Lake and I'm just like no they're not gonna have a kayak no they're not gonna have no they're not gonna be able to do it I get there um the girl hands me a vest that fits me like not that they've rigged or something no it fits me I'm like okay I'm still like yeah it's not gonna fit me not you're not the the rafts aren't gonna work the kayaks aren't gonna work and the whole time she's talking, this, they've, the kayaking company has just hired this girl just out of the Navy, super passionate about inclusivity, super passionate about, you know, taking people with disabilities on the river. And I'm just like, who, and I'm in the middle of like outside Klamath Falls, Oregon. Like, yeah. not, Where a, not exact, not, not exactly when you, when people think Portland or think Oregon, they think Portland, they think, you know, liberal Portland is weird. This is not that part of Oregon. Not no. at all. No, no. This is Anything Eastern. east of the five is a red state. With with the, with the exception of Bend, but yes, you're absolutely yes, exactly. With the except Bend's this weird little thing, but and tell me all about this. I'm like, what the heck? And then I get they, my my daughter wanted to go with me. It's so like, oh, we have a raft that can accommodate you and your daughter. And I'm like, yeah, right. And we get, I'm like, what? And I'm just like, I had the time of my life. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. And just to see, you know, this is this is a straight sized woman. You know, she's young and she has this in her mind. We need to be able to accommodate people with disabilities people with plus yeah. size people we need to be able to get people of color out in the river who you know all the people who are out here are, are, are white you know we wanted to show that all people can be out on the river and this is sure. like, and to hear her say that i'm just like where 
am I? And it's a direct <laughs> impact of what the work you've been doing and yeah. others have been doing is beating this drum. And it's been quite the adventure to watch. And I, I'm grateful to have been just a small part of that yeah. and to see where this is going to go and the impact it's going to make all around. But there are the critics. And what do you say to the critics who, who tell, I hear it every freaking day, literally my DMs are full of it. You're promoting yeah. obesity. You're promoting an unhealthy lifestyle. You're promoting people to not be healthy. You know, all the things we hear. What do you, how do you respond to that? I usually don't, honestly. <laughs> I picked a I, I picked a little fight today on a post from Columbia Sportswear because there was some troll in there talking about um, being active enough to go out or being fit enough to go. Because there, there there was a plus size influencer on there today. Yes, and she's great. I think she's in. I forget where she is. I think she's, she's in, in Portland. Portland. Yeah. But somebody came on and said something about like being fit enough to go enjoy the outdoors, and I I tacked on. They deleted the whole thread, and I just felt like poking a bear a little bit. But I'm like. Who decides how fit you have to be to enjoy the outdoors? Can't you just enjoy the outdoors and and like fit how like fit physically or mentally or emotionally? Yeah, he didn't like that very much. Um, but nine times out of ten, I don't poke the bear because it's not worth getting riled up about. Like I don't care. Clearly, the post was not for him. See yourself out, right? <laughs> So, yeah, you know, so I, I'm going to back up two steps because I want to talk about kayaking experience because I have a very similar experience that just happened to me, but also tack on to what's left to do. The other thing that is left to do is to get more product in store. Agreed. And, I, and I'm going to give you a little story that talks to that in the experience. So I was down in um, Monterey, California in April for uh, the Sea Otter classic or the Sea Otter Summit, which is a big biking event that happens. And leading up to it, they had a three-day conference with keynote speakers and networking and so on. And I knew as part of the event, they were offering both mornings, they were offering like a 20-mile e-bike ride, and then they were offering kayaking with um, otters just out in the bay. And I'm like, okay, I haven't been on a bike in a long time. I know it's an e-bike. I don't know how much the e-bike is going to help me. Can I bust out 20 miles in the morning? I don't know. Do I want to pack for all this stuff? I don't know. And same for you. Like, I haven't been on a kayak in years, and I was much smaller when I was on a kayak. Um, I was also a little less conservative, probably, about water sports when I was that, that age. But I really wanted to do it. I'm like, they're not going to have a kayak that fits me. There's no way I'm, it's I've never done an open water. I mean, it's a bay. It's very calm, but I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, I didn't pack for any of it. I had lime green dress slacks and blazers and great shoes. Like I had all the things for the conference, but I did not pack for outdoor activities. Well, after the first day, everybody was just raving about going kayaking and how easy it was. And the guy like he waits for the wave to go and he literally pushes you up and out over the first wave. And then you're in the bay and I'm like, Oh, I can, I can do that. I'm not going to tip over. So I actually swung by the outfitters on the way back the first day and said, Hey, you know, I'm interested in doing this. Do you have a kayak that will accommodate me? And he's like, I got you. I was like, okay, I'm doing this, but also I have nothing to wear. Fantastic. But because REI has come out with their new trail made collection that is yes. in store that yes. goes up to a three X I went online. I'm like, oh, there's an REI 15 minutes away from me. What do I need? I want the fleece pants. I need a fleece thing to put over my T-shirt. Okay. Within 45 minutes from door to store to door, I had the gear on that I needed so I could get up in the morning at yes. 7 a.m. and go kayaking. Yes. 
Yeah. Otherwise, you and I have to plan for that. Mm-hmm. If we didn't pack it, we're not going. I can't tell you how many times I've been on trips where like, oh, I had a horrendous travel trip. It was just everything that could have gone wrong did. And I ended up at this amazing hotel and spa in the Alps. And they had this pool that you could just like disappear into and look at the mountains. And I forgot my swimsuit. And all I wanted to do was just like slip into the oblivion of that salt water. And I was almost in tears because I couldn't run down to the village shop and pick anything up. They came to my rescue. They had a couple old swimsuits that some Fraulein must have left behind in like the 1950s that fit me and they saved the day. But like, unless we plan for it, we don't do it, which is all the more reason that the product has to be in store. We need to touch it. We need to feel it. We need to see how much stretch it really has that it says on e-com. Like, really? So, so, and like you, I had the best time and I'm like, oh, this is the most beautiful way to start the day. Out on the water for just an hour. Oh my God, with the cutest sea otters. And I, I'm just, I am grateful that, the re- I will say that the outfitter did not have a wetsuit to fit me. That was a whole other story. That's why I bought mm-hmm. fleece. Um, so baby steps, but it's interesting to see the progress that's happening and it is slower than I want it to be because I'm a very impatient person. Um, but it's, it's, it's a big ship to turn. And, and, it's to, and to that point, like with REI, they they are the largest outdoor retailer in the yeah. world, and they are not only do they have this, and I know there's been there's been talk. Um, I worked with them on the trail on the trail made yeah, yeah. Um, um, collection. There's talk about going bigger yeah. um, and having that in store. Uh, I freaking love the pants and the shorts. I love that. <laughs> um, I think I bought but, one of everything at least. They they sent me one of everything. Which was a little <laughs> overwhelming. I'm like, ah, yeah. and then I had to go into the store and pretend I was buying it for the first time when right. I already had it. And anyway, that's a whole other thing. But they are they are forcing not forcing is maybe the wrong word. They are requiring that all other brands yes have inclusive sizing. Like if you're going to be in yeah. REI, which Columbia, Patagonia, North Face, Outdoor Research, all those brands, and then some. Like whatever it is you do, you need to have inclusive sizing, and that is just going to be a ripple effect throughout not and, only the and, app, and, nor and industry. inclusive pricing and, and inclusive, inclusive pricing, which Columbia does have, but they don't seem to want to talk about. Um, that's neither here nor there. Um, <sighs> but you know, you have you know those brands doing that. Someone like North Face, you know, they're doing collabs with Gucci, right? And that and, and, and that, you know that what? Will, that's for somebody. That's yeah. for somebody. Yeah. But that that will ripple through the outdoor apparel industry when right now being being outdoorsy is Instagram chic, you know, it's like yeah. people are dressing outdoorsy, even whether or not they go in the outdoors or not, you know, I mean, most of my clothes I wear just going to, you know, meetings and stuff are outdoors. You just because that's what I have. That's what brands keep sending me. Why go buy spend more money on clothes if I don't have to? Yeah, that's, that's a trendy thing right now. But now you're going to see that ripple effect go to the, the high-end fashion brands and other, you know, you know, fast fashion and things like that because REI put their freaking, you know, yeah. flag in the sand. We're like, this is it. We're going to do yeah. the right thing as much as some companies don't like it. Um, it's, it's been amazing to watch. And that I believe is a direct impact of what Columbia has already done and the work you've done and people yeah. like Jenny have done. Jenny's worked very closely with REI, especially right. the trail collection. Yeah. Um, what, what do you hope will be your legacy 
in the plus size industry, in the fashion industry in general, when everything is said and done. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Well, I have two answers to that. One is like the pie in the sky because I remember learning when I learned about the makeup of the population being 69% plus size. I remember thinking, okay, then why do I go into a department store and most of the women shop in the far back corner, but most of the store is geared for the other 30%. So in my mind, at some point, like one of these days, I'm going to walk into a department store and 70% of the department store is going to be plus size and 30% is going to be straight size. That's not actually my dream. My dream is that regardless of size, shape, race, age, or gender identity, everyone is treated equally. And that's that's part of where the brand name for me came from, make plus equal. We don't want more. We don't want less. We just want to be equal. That's right. That's good. Um, and you've had quite the adventure doing it, and you are definitely yeah. <laughs> changing, changing hearts and minds, and you know, changing the industry. Um, it's been quite the adventure. So, how has this adventure changed you? You think back to that 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 graduate with a psychology degree to where you're <laughs> at now, the entrepreneur, outdoor, you know, industry impactor changer, and you and yourself and your own in your own psyche and your own heart how has how has this adventure changed you um well it's interesting because like i said my son just graduated and he's going up to seattle university and he's going to major in psychology so i think about the lessons that he's learned from me and the path that i have shown him of you can do what you want and if you take left turns and right turns you are smart enough and talented enough to to figure it out um so i think back to Andrea, cap and gown, having no idea where I was going to wind up, but there's, and I don't know if it comes with age, I'm sure it comes with experience, but I am at the point in my life now where the fitness pros don't phase me. My confidence is, I have earned this confidence that I have. I am, I am. I'm just so happy to be comfortable in my own skin and to know that I have values that I stand behind. And back then, Andrea didn't even know what end was up. So um, I'm glad it wasn't a straight line because I think you learn a lot about yourself in those left and right turns, right? I mean, if everything is smooth sailing, it's smooth sailing. There's there's no friction. There's no opportunity to to learn and grow. And, And I think all of those switches and adventures have have earned me this confidence to know, like I said, if it's not going to work, it's not going to fail. I'll just figure out how to make it work. 
you know? Awesome. It's brought me, it's brought me resilience and tenacity. And you've inspired so many, including myself with yeah. your story. Um, I, I think I, I tell the story all the time how, you know, January 15th, 2021, I said, I'm going to be a plus size model. <laughs> August 15th, 2021, I'm in the gorge doing a photo shoot yep. with Columbia Sportswear. That's and right. People, get, people are like, that was your first job. I'm like, yeah, that was my first job. Yeah, right. Uh, Don't start small. Which, which actually it's actually ruined me because I got several more jobs. Everything I was auditioning for right after that, acting and, and modeling was I was getting. And apparently that's not the norm in the industry. So when no. I started getting rejected, I'm like, oh, no, I'm horrible. I'm terrible. I just got lucky up front and had people advocating for me. When I started branching out, it's like, oh, no, you, rejection's a part of the game. Dang it. Exactly. Well, and rejection gives you the opportunity to say, okay, what what gap needs to be filled then, right? That's exactly. That's how you learn how to get them to yes. And then Instagram took over and said, okay, well, yes. really, you're going to fill this gap. We're just going to make you famous. We got you. <laughs> Uh, it's been weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But thank you so much. If someone wants to um, follow you on the socials or see what you're doing, where sure. would they go? How would they contact you? So they can check out my website at www.makeplusequal.com. Uh, my IG handle is at makeplusequal um, and hashtag makeplusequal. Pretty awesome. simple. Yes. Andrea, thank you so much for coming on Adventure is Out There podcast. You bet. Anytime, Andy. Always a pleasure to see you. Thank you so much, Andrea, for coming on the show and for your patience in getting this episode out. Um, again, I owe my current career to Andrea and um, just the, the chance she took on me and what I do. And I am forever in her debt. So thank you so much, Andrea. You all can make sure you follow me on the various social media networks. Well, first of all, if you're, if you're not following Andrea Kelly, go to makeplusequal.com. See all that she has. Her socials are all there. Follow her on Instagram, LinkedIn, all that fun stuff. Um, if you want to talk to her about, you're an industry person in the fashion industry, want to talk to her about consulting, um, guess what? Her contact information is there as well. Anyways, make sure you follow me at Andy Films and Hikes. I have another Instagram account here coming soon, believe it or not. I'm going to be doing some, uh, some movie reviews at at Andy Sees Films. And that's just going to be a Instagram and TikTok page where I just do quick bite-sized movie reviews when the SAG after strike is over. Anyways, I thought I'd put that out there real quick. You can also buy me a coffee uh, at buymeacoffee.com uh, slash Andy Films and Hikes. And uh, it's a great way to support me. And the link for that is in the pile of this episode. Very excited about next week's episode. Uh, we have some PCT hikers. Yes, believe it or not, this episode will have PCT hikers um, talking about not only the hike, but how the hike has changed them and uh, encourage them to be more adventurous. So anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening and uh, I'll see you next week on the Adventure Is Out There podcast. <laughs>